Previously on Algoa FM. It's James Hype and Kim Petras with drums on Algoa FM. And this month, we are touching on various careers. We're going to be diving into conversations about certain careers. Perhaps you are a parent and you have a kid at home that's like, "Mm, umming and eyeing, not too sure what they want to do. And today, we're actually finding out a little bit more about occupational therapy. We have Tabisa Mbiza on the line. She's an occupational therapist and founder of Occupational Justice Hub, which is a non-profit organization that seeks to provide social and health support to pregnant teens and adolescent parents. Uh, Tabisa, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm all right, Roshni. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Can you briefly explain what occupational therapy is and how it differs from other healthcare professions? Okay, so occupational therapy is one of the allied health professions. As OTs, um, we use a holistic approach and we work with different types of disabilities and injuries as well as illnesses. Uh, We help you to complete occupations. And what I mean by occupations is anything that you need to want to or have to do in your day-to-day life. So our job would be to assess uh, what is it that you need to do, want to do, or have to do so that you currently cannot do and what is preventing you from completing this occupation. So after that, that's when we check to see what is it the skill that you lack, what is preventing you from being able to to, to execute this occupation. Is it the skill? Is it the environment? that's of hindrance or are there any adaptations that we can make to make sure that you can participate maximally in your day-to-day or the activities that you find meaningful in your life. Okay, can you give me one example of that? Just one, one small example. Okay, so one small example would be for someone who has, let's say, who has had stroke and they need to go back to work. They've done the rehab and um, and they back at home. But um, one of the occupations which they did before they got ill was that they were part of um, the working um, space. So they used to work, and now we need to see if they can still do the job that they were able to do before. If it's the accessibility at work that's a problem, we find alternative ways. We find... Um, we we will adapt um, so that they're able to access the the equipment or everything that they need to work with Mm -hmm. so that it's easy for them to use. If they were, say, someone was a clerk or they used to do administrative tasks, they work with a computer, if they can't use their hands, can they find other ways whereby maybe they have to use like voice command on computer so that they can be able to um, complete their work. Okay, that makes sense. So what inspired you to pursue a career in occupational therapy, especially for maybe, you know, youngsters that are listening or parents that are listening right now going, maybe my child might be interested in doing something like this? <laughs> for me, I think it sort of fell on my lap. I've always, what I've always known was that I wanted to pursue a career in healthcare. When I was doing matric, I still was unsure of which field in healthcare that I wanted to go into. 
So I took one of those queens that they give you at the career expo and one of the multiple career options um, that I got out of completing that quiz was occupational therapy, which further, which I further researched. And um, what attracted me to this profession was the core principles around occupational therapy, which is inclusivity, um, justice, dignity, and equality. And um, we we do a lot of advocating in our in our in our profession, advocating for people, advocating for people to be able to access um, resources. And I think that's what attracted me mostly to it. Wonderful. Now, if somebody wants to study this, you know, what are the typical educational requirements and certifications needed to become an occupational therapist? Um, you know, this differs from institution to institu- institution, but I know that most of the university, they require a senior certificate with a bachelor pass and at least a minimum of 33 points. You also need to have your English and like another additional language, maths and life science, all of those, they're all compulsory. Okay. Now, just quickly on the career itself, you know, is there quite a bit of career opportunities available for occupational therapists? You know, are there any emerging trends or areas of growth in the field that say, for example, there's, you know, this one part of the field uh, maybe that needs more people to get involved in? You know, is there something like that in, in your trade at the moment? It is there's definitely quite a, um, a big um, um, common um, trends that are emerging at the moment. We, we're getting quite a lot of occupational therapists moving into the, the pediatric space whereby they assist learners at school. I think that field has grown tremendously since, um, since the recognition of occupational therapy and the, the recognition of the need to have OTs at school at schools assisting learners that are experiencing learning difficulties. Um, So we've seen quite a big trend and a a big growth in that space. And there are absolutely other fields which the career is expanding, um, such as vocational rehabilitation, whereby we try to get the employees back into work after an injury or illness, as well as the field of medical and legal, um, other people are still a bit skeptical to get into that field. So in medical legal, it's basically you do assessments to try and quantify injuries or um, for, for, for cases that are going to court. So it, it's, it's quite vast and it's, it's quite a dynamic field to be in. And there are a lot of opportunities within the field. Tabisa, it's so wonderful to chat to you. We can definitely chat on this for hours. But just the last question that I have for you is what advice would you give to students or aspiring occupational therapists who are interested in pursuing this as a career and this career path? Um, What I would say, just go for it. You know, in OT, I don't think one can ever get bored in um, in, in this profession because of its diversity. Like if you get bored in one field, you can always go work in a different field. <laughs> I've had, uh, we've had like um, colleagues that went 
that were working at hospitals now are working at schools and they still have an opportunity to go work in industry um, in spaces like that. So it's, it's, it's not a boring profession. It's a very, very fun profession. If you like having fun, <laughs> it's a very fun profession. And of course, you have to apply yourself. You have to work hard. Um, but I'd say go for it. There's, there's a lot of opportunities within the profession. And we definitely still need more OTs out there. Um, and I, in the future, we would like to have OTs at each school. And uh, yeah, they should just go and study OT <laughs> and <laughs> be part of the profession. And be a part of the profession. Tabisa Mabiza, she said so. Go out and go and study occupational therapy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rashmi. The latest in your digital library experience. Podcasts from algoafm.co.za.